Welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. Now, sit back and enjoy while Nick and Trevor help you use your technology to make money and delight your clients. Well, good morning and welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. I'm Nick Bojard. With me, I've got Trevor Shoemakers. Good morning, Trevor. How are you? I'm very good, Nick. Very good. It's, uh, we've got a bit of rain hitting Melbourne, so it's probably good if we were in lockdown. Oh, we're not in lockdown. <laughs> Shut oh, up. No. <laughs> That's un-Australian. <laughs> What's this? You're getting all this bloody money. I've got people emailing me from all over New South Wales saying, how do we get into it, get access to it? I don't know. God. Yeah, that, 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 that's some cool. Research. That's- yeah, that's called cool. the um, the federal <laughs> government's paying the most nasty type of party politics ever in the history of humanity. Did it? you did you hear that they called him the prime minister of New South Wales? I, I know, I know. That's that's one of the politer things he's been called this week. So, oh, <laughs> yeah, good, he's he's, he's not. I don't know if you saw the interview with the treasurer yesterday. Um, no, no. They, they were they were desperately trying to get um, um, Josh Frydenberg to say uh, Lee Sales is trying to get him to say what's the difference between the Sydney lockdown and the Melbourne lockdown. He said, "Well, Sydney have just handled it better." Yeah, and she's kind of like, "Really? What, what is really the difference?" Oh, you know, they're just better at handling it, and blah blah. And that's why, they, and they work better with us, and that's why they they got all this money, and you guys got nothing. But there you go. Oh well. Then we had to fight for it. It's just made it worse, hasn't it? It's just stirring the pot. But anyway, the politics would get out of it and they'd focus on the other thing. It makes you wonder. Yeah. Anyway, let's not even go there. Let's talk about something way more interesting today. Yeah, actually, this is about accounting and tech. This is yeah. That's that's interesting. And I want to ask your I want to ask your opinion on something, Trev. So so more and more, I'm going into organisations, not accounting firms, but your customers. And I'm seeing whole businesses run on spreadsheets. Um, I'm seeing, you know, I, was, I was looking at one the other day and everything, they're a manufacturing company and everything from costing to their P&L to everything. And they've got a little bit of zero here and something else there and another out there. But really there's a whole team who pull this stuff together into spreadsheets and, and kind of make that happen. And I see this all over industry all the time because it's just kind of easy to build a spreadsheet. As an accountant or as, or as someone who's auditing, how does that sit with you? That that uh, you know they're not using structured systems; they're just using spreadsheets for everything. Oh, they're just using if that's all they're using, um, you know, then there's a problem because you don't have any sort of like um, controls or anything over the background of it. No verification, no no version control, nothing like that. If you've got no history around it, yes, that's a problem, especially if you're auditing, if you're even trying to prepare financials and so forth. What I've seen a lot of, though, is, and I, I talk about this, is, you know, because we're using software as a service, the reporting capabilities of a lot of applications, when you said, okay, they use a bit of zero, they're limited. So what they have to do is spit it out to spreadsheets and then combine it together. So, um, you know, we're doing a lot of work now with Power BI because th- we're trying to cut. And, and I've thought about it and I thought, well, actually, if you think about it, what they do is they go, let's create reports for most people and then Mm -hmm. from that they can export it out to a csv and change it as to how they want to um but but using power bi or or any of those reporting tools we can bring multiple applications together and um and report on that so that's what we're doing a lot of at the moment but you're right we are getting rid of spreadsheets 
Yeah, and, and just before we had that, just before we went live, I was talking to Trevor, and I said, said "What should we talk what? about today?" And I said, "I said getting rid of spreadsheets," and he almost bit my head off. So, yeah, but <laughs> I think I, I, you gave me you gave me five minutes to sort of think about things a bit, and but we live in them, we love them, we eat them, we just that's how we work. You know, everything goes out to a spreadsheet. If it can't work in a spreadsheet, then it's not real, sort of thing. You know, like. Yeah, so I, let me explain. Technically, my issue is using spreadsheets a lot. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a view of a couple of orgs I've been looking at recently where I've, I've got one where, as I said, there's a whole bunch done on spreadsheets and they're very, very complicated and they've got millions of calculations everywhere and they're about as verifiable as something that's not verifiable on a day when you can't verify it. So that's that's problem one. Problem two, I've watched you know, organizations start off with a beautifully structured spreadsheet, you know, just rows and columns. And, and in the world of data, as you know from doing Power BI, we, we love that. We don't like yeah. colors. We don't like yeah. blank lines. And what happens over time is humans being humans, they start adding unstructured data to it. So you get yeah. a column off to the right with instructions for humans on what to do and, and, and that kind of stuff. And so it goes from being structured to being unstructured to being out of control to being really a, a, what I think is is a massive problem. So, some questions for you. You know, we're talking now about yeah. When when I look at people who build complicated spreadsheets, in a way, they're software developers, right? Yeah, in a way, yes, yes. It's code. It is code. I've got no idea on all the what the code. I watch you write code, and so I don't. I, I'm very careful about answering that. Yeah, was, that wasn't a trick question today. I'm, oh, sorry, I'm that's nice, all right. That's all right. I'm, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm in lockdown. Mm, for those of so you who no, no don't know, I'm, I'm, off, I'm constantly getting thrown under the bus by Nick. So <laughs> I've got to be careful on how I uh, – I feel like the federal government. I've got to be careful how I answer that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're fine. So, so I, think, I think when you look at people who build complex spreadsheets, they're software developers. But as software developers, we've learned things like how to keep version control, how to have controls over what you build, how to put what we call comments around our code so the next person looking at it understands how something works yet you look at a spreadsheet full of formulas and it can be really really tough to unpick that and work out how it happens actually one of i think one of the hardest things to do in software dev and i've looked at this a few times is taking somebody who's built a set of spreadsheets over years and they say i want to create an application out of this you go that's that's actually really hard um excel does a lot of very very complex things in a seemingly trivial way which you've then got to write code for but anyway i, I digress um so we have a, when we're writing software oh, we have sorry a i was falling asleep <laughs> <laughs> yeah i went off on one stop you know we've got people driving cars possibly listening to this and Driving off bridges. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Trev. <laughs> so, so, so we've got that. The, the next thing we've, we've got is, I don't know if you've heard of it, but Microsoft are talking about this thing called the Power Platform. And they're talking about the role of the citizen developer. And they're bringing more and more what we call low or no-code solutions to market. So you can, in your business, get rid of spreadsheets. And you'd have heard of Power Automate or Microsoft yep. Flow. You'd have heard of Power Apps. And you've yep. certainly heard of Power BI. Do you think there's a future where people can move their data out of these you know, painful spreadsheets into something more structured and use things like Power Apps to look at it or Power BI to report on it or you know, Power Automate to actually automate those business processes? And do you think that will ever be available to you know, the small and medium business land? Do you think they'll ever be able to do that? Um, yes. Yeah, like... We, well, we've we've done it in a short period of time. 
with um, trainees and stuff like that. We're not going into high level coding or anything like that. We, we do, do focus on no code solutions and stuff like that. I've never thought of it the way you're talking about it now is the intention is to get rid of spreadsheets. But um, one project that we did was um, through through this year, we had a client that had zero and uh, Workflow Max and they had a spreadsheet. I think I've told you it took 15 minutes to open. Um, you know, it had that much data in it and they called it the black hole because they said <laughs> when we put it in here, we actually don't know. It just goes in and they actually have no confidence. They had no confidence in the data. Yeah. Um, so it's exactly what you're saying. It's sort of like, oh, we built it. We don't know. The guy who built it's left. Um, yeah. We put the data in there and we actually don't know what actually happens with it and it's whether any of the they, they just lost complete confidence with the data. So we've now moved that into Power BI um, and we're now thinking about other ways to, to get that information out of there. So, so one of the things that... Um, well, you and I touched on last week um, after the show, I had a bit of a chat with you about was that robot, robotic process automation as mm -hmm. well. And um, I've sort of been delving into that a bit. That Tell me if I'm right. That That's a situation, you know, where you you want to get an API rather than dropping something out to a CSV file and having to grab it and move it into somewhere. We we would um, normally have an a the API, Power BI would grab that information. We'd use, um, you know, ways to get the information directly from that application or the in, in you know software as a service robotic automation is used where you can't get that information and you might want it to do keystrokes to extract that information yeah. so for so example for cool. example really quickly for example workflow max or practice is there a practice manager their api doesn't doesn't support um their whip data which is a mm -hmm. real issue for an accountant so what um, Atani have done, uh, we'll go into that later, but what they've done is that they've they've created robotic process automation to download the WIP data every night. Is yeah, so that I correct? Think that's, that, yeah, that you're, you're almost there. I think where it's, it's going to be used more is if you think one of the things we always struggled with was we'd go and talk to an accounting firm about pulling data into Zero Practice Manager and, and having it in one place, and they said, but we've got financial planning. And yeah. financial planning use a totally different desktop system that has no API. Yeah. Um, and, and what they want to be able to do is not just read from it, they want to be able to write to it. And yeah. there's a lot of systems out there that just have no backend. They might have databases and things, but they don't support you writing directly to the database, and nor should they, by the way. So, so this gives you a way with robotic process automation to get the computer to pretend to be a human to do your data extracts and data entry and put it into something you can then use. So that's a way of getting access to all of those systems that you can't currently get access to. And to, to traditionally get someone to code that up would be millions of dollars to go well, and say, well, I want to do this and oh. put an application to build it together, you know, like... Well, look at the stuff that we did through Hub One, you know, to try and do functionality that wasn't available and probably still isn't available on the platform. But the money we've had to spend to code all that up has been, you know, get yeah, running software, 
writing software is not cheap, especially if you've got software developers who are writing software because that's what they do. When yeah. you have people in your business, <laughs> when you have people in your business who understand the business and you can train them to use things like robotic process automation or or the power platform to solve those niche business problems. And for example, um, I'm I'm trying to I've, I've, got, I've got a great example working with a manufacturing company. They've got this piece of manufacturing software. It, it was written 20 years ago. It they they really weren't thinking about APIs at the time. It's a legacy <laughs> desktop application, but they want to be able to automate their piece of machinery. That's where robotic process automation really comes in. It it, it dives in, it, and the automation is not about. Yeah, the way I think about it is, it's not about stopping people doing things. It is. It's about getting people's errors out of the loop. Right? People make mistakes all the time, and, and it's just part, yeah. just part of being human. And it's it's it, you you can't expect to let's take a let's take an example. Let's say you've got an accounting firm with a thousand clients, and you've got a um, financial planning system, and you want to put all the clients in both places because they're both you know, ITR clients and financial planning clients, and somebody in your office sits there and does that work, there's going to be a like a 5 to 10% margin of error in what they type yeah. in. They'll be typos, there'll be things wrong, there'll be things transposed, and you're never going to know about it until you suddenly email somebody the wrong tax file number and you've got a data breach by making a mistake rather than anything else. And I think it's really important that we find ways where you've got those opportunities in your business where you're doing stuff that computers do really well to find ways to automate that. And and up until recently, we really couldn't do that with a bunch of applications unless it had a compliant API that we could talk to. And I'd even say getting access to the Zero API from the Power Platform is really tough. Um, getting access to the Zero Practice Management API from the Power Platform is also tough because they, they haven't done the right integration or, or they don't want to. I don't, there's various reasons for that. But being able to use robotic process automation to fire up that application um, and actually do stuff with it, I think, is is super crazy powerful. And, and it flies in the face of, you know, there's certain things that I've seen with the the integrations, like the import functionalities and so forth within XPM that, they've sort of forced you to manually put it in. And that flies, what you're saying flies in the face of that, where you said zero don't want you to have access to that or be able to import that in. For example, you know, we've set up lots of zero practice manager tenancies and you couldn't bring in the bank account data because they were worried that if we imported it in, we'd make a mistake. But you're sort of saying, well, there's probably a higher risk of a mistake happening with people manually keying it in. Yeah, but manually keying it in, you've got you've got someone's throat to choke, right? You you, you kind of know who you got that wrong. But I think I think you're right. Um, you might only do I, I one think, instead yeah, of a, a thousand. That's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. So, so that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting space. So, I think robotic process automation because you can, you don't have to be a developer to be able to use it. You've, you've got to learn some stuff. I think it's going to drive a whole bunch of things forward in the future, and a whole bunch of that automation among SMB and larger businesses. I think will be quite exciting. Yeah, we're looking at it a lot. We're doing, you know, we had a we had a situation where we've had. I was looking at a functionality that um, one of our guys was doing, and. You know, zero doesn't let you bring in import in a lot of um, in their payroll system, a lot of data. So you basically can bring, but you've got to hand do most of it. And I was just saying, wow, if we had a bit more time, and we've got time after we get this done, we need the next one. We need to automate this, and we can, and we're going to look at Power Automate to do that. 
So yeah, so I, I do rem- I do remember, but I do remember back in the day in the zero help file about eight years ago. One of the ways to fix something was to use a tool which automated the web, if you can remember, which actually automated things on the web. Now it's not Power Automate; it was slightly different. Yeah. Um, but they they recommended using a tool to automate their own application. Yeah. <laughs> so so it's it's becoming available to everybody. That's the point of I think what Microsoft are doing with the Power Platform is pulling these tools together so that they're available for everybody to use. So I think that's that in a way I think is the thing that's going to start. Yeah, if, if you think about, let me let me kind of I'm going to throw a, 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 a um, throw a cat amongst pigeons. Why do accountants like having more than one screen? As I look around my room, um, so you can have two. You well, we do. I I do it so I can have two applications open and I can copy data from one to the one other. One to the other. Oh, exactly. There you go. I walk into there, then no. <laughs> the trap has been set. <laughs> <laughs> but but there you go. There, there's you, you know everybody's going. Oh, the the biggest thing I remember sitting in a conference yes. and somebody saying the biggest thing in the last hundred years or so to improve a, a productivity for accounting firms is two monitors, because you spend your life copying data from system A to system B, be it a, yep. a document a customer sends in, being it another system into another system you're going to use to produce something to send somebody something that they're going to copy into yet another system. Yeah. And so, so I think having that robotic process automation sets you up on the path to be able mm-hmm. to remove those those points of mistaken errors in your business. What do you reckon? I agree, one hundred percent. I am there, cool. Nick. You know where I'm. Well, I'm. I didn't know you were get. Well, I I didn't know this is where the conversation was going to go. I thought you were going to tell me that I can't use spreadsheets anymore to do my budgets and cash flows and all of those sort of things. But no, and there is functionality, and there's still a requirement for a spreadsheet. But do it for what you're sort of saying is use the spreadsheet for what it was designed for. Don't don't take it beyond its capability. Uh, I, yeah, and, and we could have a million years discussing what spreadsheets are designed for and their capabilities, right? They're amazingly powerful tools. There's no question about that. But as a business tool to run your business off, um, they're, a, they're, they're not structured enough, I think, to not just fulfill, oh, yeah, you can get the data in, you can get the data out, you can see a report. That's kind of cool. But for governance and management and control and versioning and passing audits, they're really poor. Yep. 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 I'll agree with you on that 100%. Cool. So I'm mm. to to agree that we should get rid of spreadsheets. I won this morning. There we go. That's <laughs> <sighs> all continues. So, right. <laughs> Next week. Yes. Write this down, Nick. I want to talk to you about this. So, one of the issues that I have a lot of trouble with, and we'll yep. touch on it, but we'll go into more detail next week because we have run out of time, is yep. Power BI and the ability to create a printer report out. And what you get is we've still got a lot of people who want to feel and touch. They'll go into a meeting. They don't want to have a screen that they're looking at data on. They want to print out reports. Printing reports out of Power BI is problematic. Tell me why they do that. Um, For next week. No, no, no. I'll do it today because I can solve that problem for you in a heartbeat. Um, just, just, just to do that, let me share a um, screen for you so you can see what's going on. So if you Google the Power BI paginated report builder, guess what that builds? Oh, 
that you can download it for free right now and it allows you to build paginated reports right so so you can use a report builder use the data use report parameters you can look at them in html or print format blah 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 so uh, so that's what you want to download and that will allow you to do it. that came back out in april 2019. what okay I'm going to go and chase somebody around. Thank you so much again, Nick. We I learn something every week, and I'm sure other people learn things every week. One day I'm going to teach someone something, but that's okay. We'll get there. No, that's, that, that, that's <laughs> no worries at all, Trevor. <laughs> Have oh, an dear. awesome day. You too. And um, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you do like what you heard, leave us a like, leave us a subscribe. Um, also, if you want us to discuss a topic, make sure you leave a comment with what you'd like us to discuss and we'll look at it. But um, thanks to everybody who hey. watched live and thanks to everybody who watched the replay. And Trevor, have a fantastic day. Yeah, enjoy yourself in lockdown. Maybe next week you can come up with one little trip, tick or trip, uh, trick or tip or menu that you've done during lockdown. Because I think you're in for another four weeks, guys. Yeah, we we are in for yeah. So something to help me through lockdown will be brilliant. Apart from what's the best breakfast wine. Anyway, <laughs> I'll leave you to it. Have a wonderful See you day, later, guys. Okay, bye.